Tishiers, this is Justina. I wanted to put in my vote for Best Cracker One Box Buy, and that's for the Pepperidge Farms Trio, which has the butterfly crackers for your Ritz type of applications. It's got that um, whole grain harvest wheat, I think they call it, uh, which is great for things like cheddar with horseradish, which is a personal favorite of mine. And then there's the water crackers for the, for the fancy stuff. I also wanted to sing happy birthday to Hillary in Polish. Stolat, stolat, niech żyje, żyje nam. Stolat, stolat, niech żyje, żyje nam. Jeszcze raz, jeszcze raz, niech żyje, żyje nam. Niech żyje nam. Happy birthday, Hillary. Bye. Sengil chukahamnida, sengil chukahamnida, saranghanen hilari. Sengil chukahamnida. From the Middle Age Mama Studios in Austin, Texas, it's This Show Has Everything. Dot, dot, dot. About Hillary! That's right. We're in the dawn of my birthday week, and this episode finds us exploring all things Hillary. And um, yes, I will talk about myself as a third person for the whole episode. Just get ready. Uh, you're just going to have to deal with it. Taking this Hillary-centric journey with me, we've got three of my best pals, starting with a future member of the NFC East in the Day Job Studios in Brighton, Massachusetts. It's Bobby Pape. Hi, Bobby. Spoiler alert. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. Everybody's going to be like, what is he? What? Iggles? Okay. And <laughs> my lovely, dear, tall friend in the snowy north in the Stick of Butter Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota, it's Anne with the plan, Lundholm. Hi, Anne. Hi, Hillary. So... We've got a show where you talk about yourself all the whole time. It's like a normal show. Then, pretty right? much. Pretty much. Kidding, 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 kidding. Pretty much. And kidding. I brought a book. I'll be over here if you need me. <laughs> no, in honor of me, you should just be sitting there playing Candy Crush. Um, <laughs> and finally, from Boomerang Studios in Indio, California, it's the nice lady, Christy Wise. Hi, Christy. Hello. I have my bike shorts on. I'm ready to... Be Hillary today. Yay. Isn't that what we're doing? Yes. <laughs> Bike shorts, a crop top, and, uh, and a, a fanny, fanny pack. pack. Yes. That's, that's the <laughs> triumvirate. I'm ready. <laughs> Good. Okay. As usual, we'll do some small talk, some medium talk, tea she recommends, Amazon plug of the week, housekeeping, and how you can get involved. And with that, I believe it is Anne. Can you take us into small talk? I will. We have a jam tracker update. Woo. Jam tracker. Jam Tracker. You should write lyrics for the whole thing someday. <laughs> Your intonation's too good. We're going to get sued. I need you to knock it off like one note somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> I need you to vanilla ice that just so we can avoid. Just one more dump. <laughs> so, uh, again, I was had the impulse this week to dig around in the guts of our WordPress site and say, I wonder if anybody's given us any money. We've been really lacks on keeping on top of that and lo and behold guys we caught a couple of fish in the last couple of months and so i want to say 
thank you so much for the donation from our friend Megan. That was back in August. We are almost two months. Ugh, so three embarrassing. Months. You need to write a thank you note within a month. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, Megan. We love you. We just weren't paying attention. And our senior guest executive producer, Andrea, has sent in her uh, fall dues to be <laughs> part of the club. <laughs> it is so, like a sorority. <laughs> she is a member in good standing. That's how she gets to keep her title. Snap, 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 snap. So you thank you, Andrea. We love you. We do. Very much. Yep. And just as a reminder, you know, it'll be Tishi Pledge Week coming up soon. <laughs> We've got lots of great subscriber gifts coming up. No, we're not organized enough to have a pledge drive. We just do have a donation button on our website. It's called the Jam Fund for if you want to get us out of a few jams. And anybody who feels so moved by the spirit. I mean, I right now, I fully expect that you'll be giving your uh, money to any cause that's going to elect Joe Biden. Thank you very much. Please. But starting November 4th, we're going to need to see yeah. <laughs> some of that jam. Show us how much you love much. us. We're going to start texting you that, that 30330 or whatever number that you get. All the zeros. Zero, 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 zero. <laughs> it's like, Joe, Dear stop so- texting me. <laughs> Dear so-and-so, our opponent has raised so much money. We're running out of time to meet the deadline. If you could just chip in a few bucks. Ugh. <laughs> Leave me alone. We're Can we register moveon.ninja or something? <laughs> Let's just start. <laughs> well, so so thank you, one and all. Thank you this time. Megan and Andrea, thank you for everybody, to everybody in the past who has donated to us. That's lovely. It uh, It's still labor of love, but it's not um, a drain so much on our wallets yes. than with your participation. So that's awesome. Now... Our days of soliciting money are fast coming to a close because once Bobby's in the NFL, <laughs> it's all gravy for us. You're taking us with you, aren't you, Bobby? Well, I mean, I would hope so. I, I figure uh, one of you is going to have to be my physical therapist, and one of you is going to have to be my nutritionist, and one of you is going to have to be my press agent. But we'll make it I'd work. like to we'll be your business to... manager. Yes. I think yeah. The odds for me being able to skim some off the top of your finances <laughs> is better if I'm your business manager. Right. So th- this all comes about because I, I, um, I am a dork, and so I have the LinkedIn app on my iPhone. And so once a week, I get a notification on the LinkedIn app telling me the number of times my profile has appeared mm-hmm. in a search. And I'm sure almost all of you get and disregard this email if you have a LinkedIn oh, yes. profile. Mm-hmm. And you're getting noticed. Right. Okay. <laughs> you know I fall for it. I'm like, ooh, who looked at me? Who's looking at me? <laughs> and that's how they get you because they want you to sign up for LinkedIn Gold or LinkedIn Premium or, or LinkedIn LinkedIn uh, Plus, I don't know, whatever it is. And I'm, I'm not going to do that. I, I have a colleague out here who... Uh, is an Air Force reservist. Uh, it's not exciting. He played in the Air Force Band. And uh, he forgot it free for some time because of his military service, and for which I thanked him, of course. And um, that was interesting because he could see all the people who were peeping on him. And that's the reason I would want LinkedIn Premium because, yeah. like, I would love to know who's coming to creep on my profile, but I'm cheap. I'm not giving LinkedIn my money. So once a week, I get this weekly search appearances uh, summary 
And uh, there's a few reasons that I sometimes hit big on this. My name is not entirely uncommon. There is a more famous slash popular slash well-published Robert Pape in America. Uh, Also, my title of being executive director, just in general, even though I'm the executive director of barely a company, like that will flag because it has the word executive in it. So if people are searching in Boston for executives, like I'll just randomly pop up. So I'm always amused when I get this email because it will tell me where some of my searchers work. The people who are searching how I popped up, they're probably not searching for me specifically, but whatever. And I I got a lot of normal results for my world. People from the New England Conservatory of Music, I popped up in their search. Uh, uh, Boston Symphony, sure, that's perfectly normal for me. St. Joseph's University, which I know nothing about except that they turn out a lot of basketball players, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, It's the only reason I know St. Joe's. Um, But maybe they have a music department. It wouldn't be uncommon for a composer or or a a musician or something to be scouting for jobs or just to see what's going on. And so I pop up a lot in those. And I get a fair amount of unsolicited messages from people in my field on LinkedIn because they're just trying to like, hey, would you look at my music? Things like that. Then I get one from the Commonwealth of Massachusetts and government administration. I'm fine. They're probably just checking up on something with Viva or who knows. No big deal there. And then I get the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> and the category that they fall in is sports. <laughs> That's just the way it's presented. <laughs> so Who uh, is it? I don't know, but somebody at the Eagles. I mean... Yeah, Bobby, you like might to think... have to get premium. I'm sorry. You might have to. Can you? Retro- I think they have you... a 30 day trial for free. Oh, geez. You know, I'll forget to cancel that. If I... <laughs> I <know. laughs> and it's like $40 a month or something. That's mm-hmm. one where you're supposed yeah. to set the alarm on your phone yes. the day yep. before the yes. trial expires. Yes. I have done that before. Yes. I mean, I just I can't tell if it's like maybe, maybe if it's somebody from the front office who was just searching for like, I don't know, people who claim to have Excel experience like we all do. And so like maybe proficient like, in Excel yeah, word, exactly. <laughs> Adobe <Everyone> Suite, proficient. <laughs> yeah. Or or maybe they just thought, well, he's he he's from the New York State area and we're going up against the Giants this week. And maybe they can tip me off to find out if their quarterback knows how to run. <laughs> the answer is no. Um, I, I don't know. Or maybe it's one of the players. I mean, maybe, maybe Carson Wentz just has a curiosity for, Probably. for chamber music. Probably. Is there anybody who's football related who has a name that's really close to yours, like a Robert Paper or <laughs> Bob could Crape? Good Pape. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, no, I can't think of anyone uh, who, who would cross paths. And, you know, I, I'm not exactly an Eagles fan. You know, I, I think I my first instinct was I, I do know how to throw a battery, so like I can fit in in Philadelphia. But You're like, not an Eagles fan, but you could be. Right? Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, come on, yeah, it's enough money. It's the NFC, so I got a lot of wiggle room there. They could be my NFC team. That would be okay. But uh, yeah, I have no idea why somebody from the Philadelphia Eagles uh, organization would have searched for anything even remotely near my life. So I don't know. Uh, if it was baseball, it would be different. Like years and years ago, we were talking about Nomar the other day. I think Hillary, that might've been you and no me. Ma. No ma. No ma. Even and I know that. No ma. <laughs> I was trying to force down the Boston. Um, no ma, uh, danced with, the with a, an opera or a ballet rather we did with a children's ballet company years and years ago when he was a rookie, um, before he became famous he was one of the scrubs that the Red Sox Foundation sent out to like fulfill a community service day or something. 
and he did a little walk-on role with Aviva Gig. And so we get to say that we performed with Noma back in the day. Hey, and somewhere, wow. in this, somewhere in this office, I have pictures <laughs> of him doing ballet moves. Um, and so, like, yeah, like if it was the Red Sox or the Red Sox Foundation or even the Patriots because they're out here and, like, there's a – I will send them fundraising letters every year just – just joking. I'll leave it. I send them to everyone. I send one to Bob Kraft and never hear anything back. I just figure I'd try. I always well, hum- his money's tied up in massage parlors. <laughs> there's, I, I'd like to think there's enough for us and Orchid Spa. But Gross. <laughs> God. I always oh, send it so because stupid. I hope there's an off chance that his assistant will hand it to his accountant who will say you haven't met your charitable quota for the year. <laughs> oh, sure. This group. Why not? Why not? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I'm going to the Eagles, guys. I've been right. uh, I've been signed. This is Ugh. this is like a this is like a replacement situation, and uh, <laughs> you are Keanu. Yeah. All right. What what position do you think you're going to play? I oh, mean, God. What would be the best for you? This is a this is a question that comes up a lot. Like in sports, really? it circles. does. If yeah, it's a, it's a hypothetical. <laughs> is bowling a sport? No, no, no. The question is, if you had to play a professional sport, you know, what position do you think you could be the least humiliating at? If you had to tomorrow, jump in and it's like, I don't know, NFL punter? Because even if you're terrible, like, everyone's job is to protect you and no one expects you to do anything else. Then you're like Stefan Patsis. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like NFL kicker, punter. Can I can I hide on special teams somewhere? Can I yeah. just be in the return team yeah. and just sort of run and run into someone and fall down and cry? <laughs> I mean, is there a position that's like pusher? You just stand there and push? Uh, yeah, it's got the both line, all the linemen. They just push. <laughs> That's what they do. I mean, I feel uh, like I could do that. Yeah. I'm glad you you found a job that I'm not fat enough for, which is incredible. <laughs> uh, I know those guys are huge. And they've yeah. got really big butts. Uh, that part I'm good on. I don't, I don't think I, I don't want to wear those pants though. I don't think right. I can <laughs> pull that off. You know what, Bobby? For enough money, you'll wear those pants. Yes. You know, I've done worse for less, so that's a good point. Uh, <laughs> All right. So, yeah, I'll see you in Philly. All right. Well, congratulations. Uh, We're very happy for you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Soar eagles or whatever they say. <laughs> Soar eagles or whatever they say. Oh, it just trips off the tongue. Um, Hillary... <laughs> We're reaching kind of a problem status. On, we might need an intervention soon. on this. I I don't know if I'm comfortable with how often you are returning to this well. Okay, but I have an excuse. I have an excuse this time. Uh-huh, sure. <laughs> uh, Mom, I have an excuse. No, okay. I watched Spotlight again. <laughs> um, and my ex- I had kind of said like, okay, I'm I'm done. I need to find something else to watch when I'm just like sitting there like some other comfort food for me to watch because this is weird that this is comfort food uh, but was, some was Schindler's comfy- List not available on demand <laughs> it actually is and I had told Dave one time who's just like you know what I want to watch tonight Schindler's List and for some reason Spotlight is that for me I love it that you're like god I need some comfort watching other than the priest pedophilia scandal what could it be? Spotlight. Um, no, okay. So I I have not watched it in a couple of weeks. And, um, you know, there's a, a show. Mike referenced it once. The uh, Rewatchables, the Ringer podcast with Bill Who? Simmons. 
Oh, oh yeah, I forgot. R.I.P. Mike, that oh, ghost, the ghost that oh. is watching over us. I know. Um, he's not dead, guys. Um, he was or messaging me. Is he? He was messaging me about <laughs> bangs, male ba- male bangs the other day. So he's alive and well and having thoughts. Um, <laughs> um, but um, no, I, so I was listening to the rewatchables and they did Spotlight. And okay, I, it was a good episode. Bobby, did you listen to the episode? Uh, no, I, I, I actually don't remember if I did. I don't think I did. It's fine. They, what I liked about it is that they kind of, they were like, this should not be a rewatchable, but for some reason it is. And they went over it and it was a pretty good analysis of it. Cause sometimes they can be, I mean, most of the show, movies that they do, they're not like super serious movies, but they really, I thought tackled it well. However, as with all rewatchables, especially when it's all men on the panel, like the one thing they have to talk about with, uh, Rachel McAdams is how hot she is. And I'm like, mm-hmm. really? Like, one, she was nominated for an Oscar for this. Sasha Pfeiffer is a really important character in this movie. And they talk about how her husband shouldn't let her, like, be alone working. Like, he should be, like, watching her because she's so hot. Excuse and I'm like, me? I know. And I was like, and it was at the very end. It was the very end of the episode. And I was, like, all kind of like, this was such a good episode. You know, I really liked it. Like, Bill Simmons has backed off his, like, dumb sexism and, like, his dumb Boston um, you know, near whatever, and then he just did that, and I was like, "Okay, yes. it's very gross," but it did make me want to watch Spotlight again and remember that Rachel McAdams was excellent in it, and it's a really good movie. Although I will say, weirdly, like every single time I watch it now, like I get more and a little bit more. Like I might be weaning off because, not like I didn't take it seriously, like. Oh, like, you know, church scandal, pedophilia. But I, I think sometimes you can watch something and like it not affect you. And for some reason, it's like affecting me more and more. And I'm becoming sorry. My husband's Catholic. So and I can't. That's mean. But I'm really starting to hate the Catholic Church the more I watch. it. So I, mean, I maybe need to stop watching it so much. <laughs> anyway, you just transition right into that Philip Seymour Hoffman movie. Doubt. Uh, yeah. 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 That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna roll yeah. right into that one. No. You know. <laughs> oh god um anyway so yeah i'm gonna wean myself off i need to find something else i need to find but i'm like stuck on the stream like i don't want to pay for it unless i'm like watching a movie with bridget or something i'll pay for it on amazon but i'm like i don't know i need i need to find some other drug wait till my recommendation oh i know i know i know <laughs> i know i'm excited i'm excited um okay. yeah well would you like to um finish by saying the line would you like to get it out yes okay they knew <laughs> god and you know what it's so funny because that first time we've talked about this the first time i watched it uh i thought he was overacting and now i'm like no it's perfect he's the it's only perfect. one that like he gets so frustrated that he has to like burst mm-hmm. yeah I was movie. so disappointed that Mark Ruffalo is not on Cameo. I wanted nothing more than to get you a happy birthday of him doing that. <laughs> oh, my Aww. God. He'd be like, what are you doing? Get out of here. And we could have him do, like, ABCs of the line. <laughs> You're like, feel it more. More sadness. Okay, now just just throw it away. <laughs> Oh, gosh. All right. Well, let's open up the mailbag. Everybody, maybe we should put a poll on the website, by the way, (laughs) on the Facebook group. 
if you think that Hillary is going to successfully wean herself off of watching Spotlight or not. I started watching Molly's Game again, but the problem with the thing about Molly's Game is I like like the beginning, and I like when she's getting good at running a poker game, but then mm-hmm. I get stressed out and have to turn it off. What about the Oceans movies? I saw 12 and 13 are on Netflix. I, I would happily 11. watch 11. Um, I've never seen 13. I hated 12. 12 was one that I almost walked out of the theater because I what made about me so eight? mad. What about eight? I haven't seen ladies? eight. I haven't seen eight. It's not I directed. It. I, it's not directed by what's his face, which sort of annoys me. Soderbergh, which She's sort of annoys Soderberg, me. Soderbergh, yeah. Um, but but I'll yeah. I'll watch it. I need to watch it. I feel like I, I thought, remember thirteen was better than twelve for what yeah, it's worth. I I don't remember if it was twelve. I think by the time they got to thirteen, I felt like it was less about a movie and more about some movie stars goofing off with their movie totally. star friends. Like, yeah. we get paid I was like, to fuck I don't around. like this. Yeah, Any yeah. of those Adam Sandler movies? He's like. I want to go to Hawaii. the Bahamas for yeah. what it, you know, like yeah. you can mm-hmm. tell. Yeah. yeah, exactly. He's like, Ugh. I want to go on a vacation. I mean, if I had that much money and people yeah. were just <laughs> yeah. Yeah. work a couple hours a day, be yep. with your friends. Can we yeah, take our road tough. trip to the land of heist movies? Like, does that have to be a place or can we just. I love a heist movie. No, we can do heist movies. That would be fun. Competency porn fictionalized. (laughs) Yes. You know what movie? I mean, I've talked about it at nauseum. What movie, if it was streaming, maybe I'll buy it, uh, is Sneakers. That's my, you know, I love it so much. It's such a good 1992 movie. That kind of heisty. Oh, I love it. I mean, I think you should buy it at this point. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. All right, I was going to the mailbag, and then I diverted myself. (laughs) (laughs) But this time, we're really going to the mailbag. Let's look at a couple of throw your phones. Uh, We got one from our friend Ann Miner. She said, Tishi mocks savagely, question mark, and she sent us an Amazon link. Um, The Amazon link is for lady, classic, solar, nail, and ring glove, white, medium, left hand this is not a shameless amazon plug of the week no this is just white mesh gloves that have a hole so that your giant engagement God. ring can stick out and your french tip manicured nails can <laughs> stick out so you can show everybody how good your nails are this is um, the most like new jersey like real houses wives of new jersey thing i've ever seen it's i mean it's I don't know. It, it doesn't work for Anne. No. And, what, and I think about, like, my ring popping through. Mine would not fill that hole. <laughs> I mean, I love a lovely ring, but... That sounds like, like a Dave problem, doesn't <laughs> <it>? <laughs> Well, but, okay. Go ahead. No, I just... I'm like, it would be embarrassing if it didn't fit flush to the hole. <laughs> I can't <laughs> So I'm looking at a couple of bullet points here <laughs> on this <laughs> listing. It says opening for fingernails and ring. Check. Yeah. No more broken fingernails. No more damaged gloves. Okay. And then it says the glove allows lady golfers the ultimate tan. <laughs> so That's what? the weird part. That's when it's a good turn for the weird. <laughs> I don't it's, understand. It's, it's mesh. Are you going to get it like? teeny little mesh hole tan? I don't understand. <laughs> and you don't want your ta- your hands to get tan. It ages your hands. It's- maybe maybe that's it. Maybe maybe that's the new thing. We're, we're not going to get masked tan lines. We talked about that mm-hmm. previously. Yeah. Maybe this is just where your tan ends at the wrist and then you have lily pale. I guess this is white normative. 
you know. Yeah. But uh, just pale hands. Wow. Looking down, there is a whole, like, cottage industry for lady golf gloves. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I did not know that existed. I'm confused because Laurel B. writes in her one-star review... This uh, The item received was not as pictured. Instead of gloves that go to the knuckles, what I expected, I got gloves that cover my fingers completely, except for holes in the end for fingernails and a hole for the ring. Not Wait. happy at all. Wait. She didn't look at the picture. Right. <laughs> she just, <laughs> the picture describes exactly what she's saying. <laughs> oh, my well, gosh. And then right above that, from Chibi Cat 23 this was a two-star. She says, mesh part gets snagged. I tr- decided to try the mesh glove. I've always used the Lady Classic all leather. My mistake. My ring and nails keep on getting stuck on uh, the mesh oh. when I take it on and off. I take you back to bullet point number two. <laughs> This is truly bizarre. Yeah. Thank you for well, showing us that. Anne. I know. <laughs> when I first opened it, I was like, okay. But yeah, get, like digging into the details. Also, Anne, how did you find this? Anne Minor? How did you, where, how did you, yeah. what were you what, looking what were at? You, yeah, there? what were you searching for? <laughs> uh, uh, way back, I, I one more review. Nancy uh, Dignan writes, uh, five stars, love this glub. Oh, well. <laughs> And I feel like she she loved it so much she couldn't take time to spell glove right. That's her entire review is love this glove. <laughs> wait, wait, how is how is that spelled? G L O B E globe. I see. I do love a globe. I mean, well, but I I could have pronounced it globe, but I mean it's glove, so I'm assuming right. it's, it should it's be glove. No, I agree. I agree with your there's, interpretation. There's an invisible umlaut or something in there, and I just... Uh, well, thank you. All right. That was entertaining. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, let's go to very sweet throw your phone from Carol. She said, I just hugged my phone. Thanks to Christy for the heads up on postcards to voters. I was able to write 150 cards in batches of 10s and 20s. I also purchased a 24-pack of colorful Sharpies to dress up my cards. The process made me feel more positive in these crazy times. Thank you, Christy. You're welcome. Oh, but 150, that's that's pretty good. I think my yeah, hand yep. would have fallen off. I, I did know. 50 for that one, and then I think I did 30 of the moms to moms one. But yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Maybe you needed that mesh finger I think so. glove yeah. thingy. That would have helped. <laughs> Maybe if, if there's a little compression in the mesh, yeah. it would be good. Compression. Right. Me- mesh compression. <laughs> There's got to be a word there we can trademark. We should really <laughs> come permission. Anyway. Uh, let's go to a little bit of our question of the week answers. Last week's question of the week, of course. Give us your crackers. Um, us can your I say crackers. two crackers that I recommend? Yes. Oh, yes. I was I was yelling at my phone, not in bad, but like, why are you missing this one? Um, so these are two. I also like, you know, all the Ritz and the water crackers or whatever, but... Raincoats, crisp, fig, and olive. Have you guys had these? No. No. Oh, they're so good. Um, and then sounds liberal to me. (laughs) (laughs) It's good with a just a plain goat cheese because it's such a flavorful cracker. And then um, thirty-four degrees toasted onion. These are really tiny, very thin crackers, 
Um, and they can't handle anything, even a dip breaks. So just plain. Those are oh. my recommendations. Mm. Mm. Interesting. <laughs> Would try. Um, before we go to the answers, I did want to take a quick detour onto our show post, which was not the question of the week post, because we had some great um, conversations on there, including Bobby's um, <clears throat> pictures of Cupcake wearing her donut vest, <laughs> looking displeased oh, with yes. the whole situation, uh, which is worth looking at. Yeah, and, and uh, we'll... I'll spare everyone the details, but Cupcake had a vet visit this week, and uh, in in her classic ladylike way, has just a just an awful UTI oh, this week. Oh, so it's possible that some of her uh, resting cat face uh, last week was the beginnings of that too. So yeah, she she always is scowling, so it's hard to know when she's scowling just because she hates the world or scowling because <laughs> of something you know problematic going on. So. But you know what? A scowling cat is cute. So yep. there we go. Uh, Daniel commented, and I feel so vindicated. Anne, I thought I'd maybe had vegetable thins, and then you mentioned the vegetable shapes, and I knew I had. I loved that they were shaped. I'd recommend a vigorous letter-writing bring-it-back campaign if I were that sort of person. I'm not, but still. <laughs> And then who else? Oh, Morgan. She actually posted a picture of the old Vegetable Thins box so you can see what the vegetable shapes were. And she says, I'm sad to hear that Vegetable Thins aren't shaped anymore. I guess it's been a while since I had them. It has, Morgan. It's been quite a long time that I've been disappointed by Vegetable Thins. But I feel so good that this wasn't just some like fever dream trick of my imagination. Yeah. And that other people did remember it. Um, Amanda had a really cute thing to share. She said, my son loved chicken in a biscuit crackers as a toddler and even had a little song he would sing. Chicken in a biscuit. Oh, yeah. He's 22 now, by the way. So I wonder if he still cute. sings it sometimes. I would. And then Julie said, I am triggered by discussion of chicken and a biscuit. My first college boyfriend loved them. I had never heard of them before that. Uh, Maybe that's how you know. Yep. I mean, if you're a chicken and a biscuit person or not, that's that's going to be a deal breaker. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, down at the end of the thread, Megan says, thanks to this episode in particular, I went shopping at Trader Joe's while hungry and ended up with Trader Joe's social crackers and three types of cheese. Yay. Our influence. Yes. Well, you guys saw the crimes against myself that I committed. Uh I went to the fancy grocery store and bought $50 worth of cheese. Like your style. Along with... Along with several different types of crackers, including um, Bobby the whole wheat cars that yes. you recommended, which I have had before. I realize now, and they are exactly as you described them. They're surprisingly robust for yep. cars and very tasty, and I like them. So that was a great thread. People couldn't wait for the question of the week thread before yeah. they started posting about <laughs> crackers. <laughs> I love it. But to the to the um, crackers of the week post uh, specifically edward came out 
Um, shots fired. He said his favorite cracker is Uncle Jesse from the Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> I was wondering who the first person would be. Yeah. <laughs> Out the gate. Yeah. And his real answer, though, is Ritz. Laura said, I like the Trader Joe's version of Ritz crackers, but I'll always take mm. a club cracker to pair Oop. with cheese. We didn't bring up club, but yeah, that's a good cracker. Good. That's a really good. Mm-hmm. We also didn't bring up my childhood cracker, which was stone ground wheat thins. Uh, which are like the the sleeve box, the long box mm-hmm. with the square crackers that you break in half and you cough and choke on them every single time you eat them. <laughs> They're terrible, and I have no idea why they were the cracker we always bought when I was a kid. I told Sam this, and she was like, I like those. And I was like, you would like those? They're awful. <laughs> uh, I also think I... I I did a disservice last week. I didn't bring up any Simpsons references, despite Kirk Van Houten working at the Cracker Factory. Mm, And so I I imagined that Bette made it all the way through the episode and was disappointed in me. So I do want to note that, yes, he's a big wheel at the Cracker Factory. (laughs) Yes, the Cracker Factory in The Simpsons is named Southern Cracker. (laughs) Yes, it is the sixth most popular cracker after Allied Biscuit. Uh, And yes, their slogan is that they are home of the dry cracker. So, there you go. Just to get all that out there because I should have done that last episode. Bobby, I think you're a big wheel at the Cracker Factory. You are. Frankly. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I'm a big wheel at the Philadelphia Eagles, apparently. So, I mean, six of one, half a dozen of the other. Yep. <clears throat> Tanya says, oh man, tough choice, but I'm going to have to go with Wheat Thins for being both delicious on their own, but probably more importantly, a tasty vehicle to shove all sorts of tasty dips down my gullet. I think that we were hard on Wheat Thins. Yeah. I think because we were so Trisket focused. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> that I think we really gave a Wheat Thins the shaft, kind of. Like, I'm not going to kick a Wheat Thin out of bed. I mean, no. I like it's more just in comparison to a Trisket. Like, if we're putting them, because they're not apples to apples, but no. I've heard them, I've heard them, you know, put, like, like them versus each other. And I'm like, well, I'm always going to take it. I know. I'm always going to take a it's- Trisket, but. A wheat thin is good. It's just a different thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tanya's point is well taken too. They are very good for dipping because yeah. they're, yeah. they're they have enough structural integrity. Yeah, it's like you uh, know if Elizabeth Warren is a Trisket and Joe Biden is a wheat thin, but my yes. only choices right now are a wheat thin or a giant pile of shit. <laughs> I will greatly enjoy that box of wheat thins. Yes. yes. Happily. Yep. Yep. Crumbs coming out of my mouth. Absolutely. I'm <laughs> I face first into those wheat thins. Mm-hmm. Uh, and really with Triscuits and dips, you can get a little Triscuit crumble into the dip. Yes. And if you want to keep your dip clean, <laughs> a wheat thin is a good way to go. Sure. Sure. All right. <clears throat> We're never going to get through this list. <laughs> Christine says, Bobby, listening to you eat a chicken and a biscuit and not having one in my hand was torture. I used to love those things growing up. I would make sure to put my upper lip down on the top of the cracker so all the salty bullion goodness would get all over my lip. And I'd eat several crackers that way and at the end, lick off all that delicious chicken salt from my lip. So, so good. So hot. <laughs> Christine found like a well. That is. Let's get warm over here. Uh, Let's see. We've got a lot of votes for Triscuits. Um, Let's see. 
Uh, Brandon says, tomato and basil wheat thins. I can and have eaten a whole box in one sitting. Mm. That's a bad feeling when you eat a whole box of crackers. I mean, it's delicious, but you know you've gone wrong when you eat the whole box. Yes. Uh, Morgan says, my favorite Triscuit is balsamic vinegar and basil paired with fresh mozzarella is so amazing. I seriously can't have Ritz Club or the like in the house often because I would love to live on cheese and crackers. If calories were no longer an issue, I would have cheese and crackers for a meal every other day. All different crackers and a great variety of cheeses. Love it. I don't see why you can't. I know. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. I mean, that was my, that's how I grew up on appetizers only. Yep. Yep. Mm. That's why I have lots of thoughts about crackers. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Andrea has different categories. This is like Monica on Friends with the Towel categories. <laughs> guest, fancy guest, so forth. Uh, Andrea's favorite everyday cracker is the Triscuit. Her favorite fancy cracker is the La Panzanella Crocantini. Is that right? Yeah, Crocantini black pepper. Mm. Second. Uh, fav- I second that. <laughs> Those are delicious. Favorite cracker creation, Effie's oat cakes spread with Davina sour cherry spread <laughs> topped with Thai goat chevre. Favorite <laughs> cracker create. Oh, that's double, double pasted. Um, oh, yes. So Effie's oat cakes are a little, oh, they're still crackers, but they're cookie-ish. Well, see, yeah. cakes in the we, title, Andrea. We had a conversation about this. It spins out on the thread. So you should obviously go to the Facebook page and watch me and Andrea opine about Effie's oat cakes, which... Uh, I did say she'd run for president because she said they are trying to please all people, which is true. Uh, but yeah, they I consider them more of a cookie. She classifies them as a cracker because they classify them as a cracker. But like that's like animal crackers being crackers, mm-hmm. right? It's but I'll take an Effie's oatcake over an animal cracker any day because they mm-hmm. are they're great. They're really good if you haven't had them. Uh, but they are they are borderline cookie. I mean, maybe uh, they are crackers the way that subway bread is bread yes in that it's not but we just call it that in that yeah. it gives me a stomach ache when i walk by and it's, <laughs> the smell is blowing out over the front steps uh and andrea's favorite homemade cracker because this is andrea rosemary garlic and smoked salt salt life-changing crackers they did i forget it's been a while if on her podcast preheated did they do a whole cracker month or was it just cracker week it would be quite um, a month yeah but they did i remember that andrea and Stefan did make those crackers and they had a very good experience with them so again just another plug for andrea's podcast preheated yep. which i adore yep uh, Barb is thirding the La Panzanella mm-hmm. Crocatini, Rosemary and Plain, because I'm fancy. <laughs> uh, oh, David's favorite cracker is Boss Hawk. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Uh, Edward and David Yikes. are both working from that Dukes of Hazard playbook, but on opposite sides. Yep. <laughs> um, Megan says, I can quote unquote accidentally eat a whole box of olive oil and cracked pepper triscuits in one sitting. That said, my go-tos, number one, Ritz or a Trader Joe's version, two, Club Crackers or Trader Joe's (laughs) version, three, olive oil and pepper triscuits. That's solid. Nice. Solid. Uh, And a different Megan said I eat a a Triscuit or a Blue Diamond Almond Nut Thin as a regular cracker to put cheese on, but my favorite standalone is a Trader Joe's Roasted Gorgon Zola. 
Ooh, that sounds delicious. really good. They're really mm-hmm. good. I love Gorgonzola. That, I'm going to have to check that out. And finally, Kristen says, I hate to be frou-frou. I don't think you hate to be frou-frou, <laughs> No, Kristen. please. <laughs> I hate to be frou-frou because I love a Triscuit, a Wheat Thin, and Bugles. I count as crackers. Mm. Reject. Reject. Yeah. Mm. I don't think so. But currently, I'm a little obsessed with Mary's Gone Crackers, Basil, and Garlic. I like the name. I love yep. when they have to put a pun in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I've never even heard of these. I'm I haven't either. Huh. I need to try those. Yeah. Alaska. Mm-hmm. They have a bunch of different brands. Yep. Oh, they're gluten-free. Think- Ugh, gross. Oh. <laughs> I'll just throw I- some flour on it and make it be <laughs> uh, the, the nut thins are good as far as gluten-free crackers yeah, go. I do enjoy those. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like that joking. we are working very hard to stimulate the economy of um, fine grocers everywhere. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Bespoke grocers. Um, now, Kristen, you can count bugles as crackers all you want, but that clearly falls into the yeah. chips. It's like a snack. Snack chip. Yeah. Yeah, they fall into the same category as like Gardettos. Yes, yeah, I mean, you can fill them. They're not you, chips. You can fill them with a cheese whiz, which I have done, <laughs> and then it becomes a cracker. I assume yeah. the bugles must be extruded, right? So when we get to extruded week and we talk about our favorite there extruded we things, yes. we can get to bugles. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's like the surface area. I don't know. It's too curved. <laughs> like it, doesn't, it just goes on your fingers, and then you eat them off yeah. your fingers. So I don't know. It's not a cracker. Kristen thought. Anything that's shaped like a cone can't be a cracker, right? I think you know, so. I don't know. Maybe we're just thinking inside the cracker box. I know. We're too yeah. linear. <laughs> I, this is a conversation I've been meaning to have for a while, though, and I'd completely forgotten about it, so I'm so glad that this brought it back up. When we were driving back and forth to Buffalo a few weeks ago, we got some bugles on the road, and I noticed that they have a branding on them where they claim to be America's number one finger hat. And <laughs> is that true? Well, I mean, this is the thing. Is this like, uh, is is U.S. News and World Reports putting out a study on, like, is, right next to number one party school or whatever? Is it the number one America's finger hat? And I the feel Princeton like the, Review. the Black Olives people know. have to be pretty pissed about this, right? <laughs> right. The Jumbo Black Olives people hmm. have to be like, hey, uh, we've been here a long time. And you're taking a run at our throne. But even if they're the top two, that's like the trout and bets of best baseball players. Who's third? It's got to be a distant third. Like poor right. Thimble's sitting over here being like, does anyone want to play Monopoly? <laughs> and everybody else is screwed. Like who else is even competing for America's number those, one finger? Those hat? little red rubber um, thing tabs that you do when you're an accountant. Uh, you know? Yeah, well, oh. <laughs> finger those are, the, those are the plastic thimbles. I mean, that they're like the... Yeah. Yeah. When I voted the other day, I had a little finger condom that I used yeah. on the machine. So I don't know. <laughs> uh, last time I visited uh, Will the Pilot at work, they had a big bowl of those out at the elevator so that you could put a finger condom on to press the button for the elevator. Hmm. It was like I the world's saddest like key party. I don't like the term finger condom because that really makes yeah. me think of other things. Yes. Yes. Really? Oh, what? The word finger and condom? <laughs> think of something else. And I reject black olives as a hat because black <laughs> olives are for sure a fingers spaceballs helmet, not a hat. <laughs> All right, that's fair. Yeah. 
I mean, I guess I just feel like, you know, Bugles is is claiming to be, you know, that would be like Triscuit being like America's favorite woven cracker. Like, no shit. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a default right. thing there. Well, I don't know. Anybody listening, do you have any other ideas for uh, finger hats that might be in the running with Bugles? Is this the new question our, of the week? Is that our question? Yeah. This could be a scandal. We could break this wide open. <laughs> change the course of human history <laughs> uh well so that was delightful yes it was delightful we people. had a feeling that y'all were gonna have opinions on crackers mm-hmm. um and speaking of crackers <laughs> <laughs> hillary you want to take us in a medium talk <laughs> well i guess i would Okay, so a little a little behind the scenes on this one. So, you know, we have our, our Tuesday jamboree and we're all small talking and just, you know, shooting the shit. And then we just, oh, what are we going to do for the next week? What should we do? We're thinking we're all tapped out and I'm, you know, like I'm the asshole. I, I will admit it. I'm an asshole. It's my birthday coming up. Can we just do, it originally started as, can we do a list of Hillary's top 10 favorite things? And everybody, I think, grudgingly agreed on this one. <laughs> and then I said, I said, wait a minute, is it going to be 10, like, uh, horny books and no. um, trashy reality shows? No, no. Because there's too many. I have a liberal arts education, so I, I have a wide swath of things that I enjoy. Um, and well-rounded. I'm a well-rounded lady. On occasion, I am. I do like to hyper-focus on things, but... Um, while I was thinking about it, making my list and I'm, I'm telling it to Dave and he was suggesting dumb ones. And I was like, well, I can't include that cause I only have 10. And then all of a sudden I thought, you know what? The number is 27. I gotta have 27 things. Some of them might be kind of silly, but they were like not wrong. So I decided to expand it. So this is a list of Hillary Livingston's Butler, Hillary Livingston Butler's 27 favorite things, ideas, concepts. So are y'all ready? I'm gonna go. I, do we need to buckle our seatbelts? No, no. Strap no. in. I think that get most these is... lap bars. <laughs> yes, you need the lap bars. Oh my gosh, I was listening to this as a side tangent. I was listening to an old uh, This American Life, and somebody was talking about being on a roller coaster and the thing wouldn't go down. And I think that that is like <gasps> my like. And she just and the like carny person. I mean, I know that's not the right word, but whatever. The carny person like didn't see her like no. And it was one of those fairs. It wasn't like Six Flags. It was like, you know, a janky roller coaster and the bar is supposed to come down and it didn't come down. And she just had to hold on to her friend. Is that not like your worst nightmare? That like gives me hives. I mean, I would probably expire of a heart attack <laughs> I think so too. before we got to the top of the hill. <sighs> uh, anyway, side tangent. All right. And roller coasters are not on my list, though I do like a roller coaster. I just have not been on one in a very long time. Weirdly, the transient drifters who they hire to assemble them and check all the safety gear is on her list, which I think is <laughs> <It's> weird. <laughs> really, I know you were scraping toward the end to get to twenty-seven, but that seems excessive. <laughs> it, yeah, well, you know, I gotta include them. Um, okay, here we go, and this is in no order. I, I kind of, I cannot rank. These are like my children. I couldn't rank them. Although Rory sometimes wins, but no, I'm kidding. I love you, Bridget. Um, Okay. So first and foremost, I feel like I have to start with attention. That is something that I love. Um, You know, and I have a really weird relationship with it because I love it and I court it. But then when somebody gives it to me, I'm like, oh, no, no, don't. 
pay attention to me. I'm just this little <laughs> thing in the corner, but I do love it. So, and I beg for it and obviously have created a whole episode of a show about it. Um, <laughs> love me, love me, love me, love me. What? what? Oh, what? oh. You love Goodness me? sake, you didn't have to say that. <laughs> say it, say it, say it, say it, say it. Okay, so this is really like a true real one, and it's something that I miss desperately. I love traveling and I love adventures, and I'm, I keep thinking, of, and that's not like unique or anything, but I keep thinking about, you know, last year I was in Boston and I went to Europe, and I, I'm like, Dave and I were talking about saving money to travel with the kids, and this whole thing, I mean, it sucks for so many reasons, but I just, I don't know, I feel terrible because it's like, that is something that I, I would rather, you know, have an old car and a house that's just fine and be able to go on trips. Like that is kind of my ultimate goal is to save money to go, I don't know, travel the world. So it's a bummer, but that's definitely one. Um, okay. This is one that is shared with my mother and my, it annoys my father so much. I love going to a random place and meeting somebody and figuring out that we know some of the same people in common. (laughs) It's like my greatest joy. And I hate when people don't get excited with me about it. Like you go to a restaurant and I don't know, Boston or whatever and I'm like oh my god I mean and they know somebody from Dallas I don't know why it's like one of my favorite things in the world it's very weird and it's very uh niche but I love it and my mom loves it too um, I think I've said this before but when I was in college one of my roommates was from North Dakota uh-huh. and so you know she we're going to school in Ohio and whenever she would meet somebody for, else from North Dakota they would play the I called it the do you know game oh, of course and they'd go well, do you you know where are you from do you know so and so do you know so and so do you know so and so and it never fails yep. Yep. that they will find someone they know in common I know there are like states that I have no feelings about because I don't know anybody from them. So like, I'm like, I, I like if somebody says, Oh, I'm from probably Ohio, I would be a one. Cause I'd be like, I don't really know anybody from Ohio, but I think, and probably one of the first things I said to you is, Oh, I know somebody from Edina. Cause that is like my, I mean, now I can say New Brighton, but that was always my go-to. If somebody was like, Oh yeah, I'm from Minneapolis. I'm like, Oh, um, okay. Moving on movies, obviously. They really are like, that's so generic, but uh, I love movies. I was a film minor in college. I wish I could find some of my papers because they are so embarrassing. Like, I don't even, I think I wrote like about how office space is like a, you know, charge against our capitalist society or some bullshit like that. And then like, I, I know I wrote a paper comparing La Femme Nikita and, um, oh, what was the remake? The, um. It was with Bridget Fonda. Anyway, I like remember writing it and thinking I was so deep and I I wish I could read them now because it's probably horrifically embarrassing, but I do love movies. When I took Bridget to her first movie, I cried at the opening sequence (laughs) because I was just like, it wasn't even the opening sequence. It was like the Disney, you know, opening title kind of thing. I was like, this is so important to me. And she's so like, I mean, she likes movies a little bit more now, but I'm, I'm really trying to pass it on. But yeah, movies are... Did you always like movies when you were yeah. really young like that I did. too? Yeah, I did. Okay. I My parents, well, I mean, not as much anymore, but my parents see like every movie. I mean, they will see anything and everything, foreign action, whatever. And so they always, and since I was the youngest kid, like I've said, I, um, you know, by the time they got to me, my, my older brothers and sisters were old enough to either stay home or hang out with their friends, but I they would just take me to the movies, sometimes very inappropriate movies, but they would take me to the movies with them. And it was just something we did. We always just went to the movies. I was kind of more of a scaredy cat when I was little, but they would still, they would still take me. I mean, I think I had to, I think they had to carry me out of 
E.T. because I was freaking out so badly, but I got over it. I don't like scary movies. That's the one thing I do not like. I don't, I can't, like, I don't mind a thriller, but like a, a horror movie, that's not, with the exception mm-hmm. of Get Out. Same. And I, I've, but I, told, I feel like that's a thriller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for Get Out, I just had to pre-read when the jump scares were because, um, that's like the thing I cannot handle. I hate jump scares. It doesn't thrill me. It makes me mad. Um, yeah, same. Yeah. I I like to read, um, and it, again, like a horror movie doesn't scare me, and like like blood doesn't scare me. It really is the jump scare thing. Like it it just it's so startling to me. So I do like to read the Wikipedia entries for horror movies because it's so like blandly written. You know, it's like and then this happens, and then this happens. <laughs> so I've read them for like Hereditary and Midsummer, and I'm like, oh, that sounds fucked up, but I'm never gonna see it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, moving on. I love romance novels as, as thoroughly um, discussed on this show. But I do really like to read. And actually, I've been really... I thought during pandemic, I was just going to be plowing through books. And I have not been doing it as much. But I'm starting back in. I have a couple books I've downloaded. And I, I really do. Once you get into a good book, it's the best feeling in the world. And I've been terrible about it. But I, I do love it. I, I do like to read on occasion. I just think there's a lot of room in the romance genre for actually talented writers. Totally agree. Because so many people who write romance novels are shitty writers. And all that that, that kerfuffle about how terrible Fifty Shades of Grey was, that was just because it was got so much attention and all those people who never read romance novels were like, what is this? And I'm like, this Mm -hmm. isn't any worse. No. Exactly. Than any of the other stuff that you read in romance. So I think that if you could, uh, if a person who had real literary, you know, writing talent took a crack at it, they could be cajillionaires. Yes. Mm -hmm. 100% agree. Um, I mean, and you have, there's a way to write a sex scene that's really good. And I have read ones that are like hot, but like so embarrassing to read. But there are some mm-hmm. that are actually like good. Like they might be kind of embarrassing if somebody else was reading it with you. But um, it's like they're actually hot and well written well written and I agree with you Anne. it's it's definitely something that and I think it's becoming a little bit more accepted as far as I don't know you know respected novels mm-hmm. there's more people getting into it it's a, a little bit more diverse now which is good we have to figure out better euphemisms for like, male body parts. Yeah. We, I mean, you can't talk member. about, you can only write about his throbbing member for so long. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was one of the great jokes of um, 10 Things yes. I Hate About You, right? Was Alice and Janney's character. <laughs> to mess in or something. Yep. <laughs> oh, God, love Alice and Janney. Um, okay, moving on. This one is corny. My family, I have to include them. Oh, um, no, no. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Boo! <laughs> Move it along. Now I, blah, blah, blah. I, as everybody knows, my family is very involved in this show. Um, and I, uh, as discussed many times, I am the youngest of five, so I am the baby of the family, and I'm going to Dallas, so my family can celebrate me on my birthday. Actually, my immediate like family that I have grown. Some of them I have grown in my body. Um, they are actually in Boston right now. That was sort of Dave's present to me is taking the kids to Boston for his nice. mother's birthday. I love my family so much. Bye. Get them out of here. <laughs> Goodbye. I love you. And then I like want to FaceTime with them all. I'm like, I miss you. And then I hang up and then I watch another episode of The West Wing. It's fantastic. <laughs> um, 
no, but you know, I have a big family, and big families can be complicated and weird, and we're all different, but we're all very similar. And but they're, for the most part, it is they bring me a lot of joy, all parts of them. Um, all right, and this one, current events, and that is a like I'm casting a wide net on this. So I, I have this sickness a little bit that I always have to know everything that's going on all the time. Like, and I, mm-hmm. I. The one place I've really dropped it is music. Like, I just, like, I can't keep up. And I never really was, like, super into, like, you know, super current music. But um, but as far as, like, news, pop culture, sports, I always have to know what's going on. My mom is like that, too. And sometimes she'll be like, did you hear blah? And I'm like, yeah, I already heard that. I read this article before you did. (laughs) Um, and And somebody will try to come, like, tell me a piece of celebrity gossip. And I'm like, did you think I didn't know that? Like, are you really, did you, like, Dave will come up to me. Did you hear, you know, blah, 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 died? I'm like, who do you think I am? <laughs> it is running through my brain at all times. So, yeah. You're getting uh, perilously close to a Portlandia sketch <laughs> I know, yeah. I know. I did not I did. like the end. Um, yes, that is me. It resonates. <laughs> um, okay, so this was Dave's suggestion, which I fully scoffed at I was kind of annoyed but actually realized he was right Ugh. he said what about your phone and I said ah and then I was like mm, I do love my phone I love it so much I love it so much probably to the detriment of my children and and my husband but I love everything I just it is an extension of my hand in the worst possible way but I do adore it and all my friends that live in it it makes me very very happy that's all of us, by the way. We are all your friends who live in your phone. <laughs> they, you do. Um, uh, not to get you off your list for too long here, but did Bridget bully your brother-in-law into creating a TikTok account so that she could use it? <laughs> he might have had it before. I'm sure it was like, you know, not used frequently. I need to well, go he, check no, it he's, out. No, he's posted one video ever, and it's of Bridget. <laughs> So I need to circle back because she is not allowed to have a TikTok account, but she can, I have one to like watch stupid TikToks and so she'll use it and post on mine. Um, and yes, probably she did. So I will, it's a hilarious video. If you're friends with me, I posted it. It's Bridget doing like various, like, I don't know, lifting her leg to point it. Like she thinks she's a gymnast. She is not a gymnast. Um, <laughs> and she's lifting up. She's pretty flexible, but she's lifting up her leg by her ear and Andy's trying to do it. And then she's doing like the side splits and Andy's trying to do it. And it's Andy, very funny. Andy is um, six, four or something. And he's like, he watching him try to do a side split is it's <laughs> comedy gold. She did a good job. Um, this one in which I'm going to um, do today. I love Naps. I love naps. Oh. I love naps. They make me so happy. My problem with a nap, though, is is sometimes I just give in and go too long, like where it turns into like sleepy time. Yeah. Um, and then I wake up and I'm like, what time? Where? Like, what time is it? And the worst is when daylight savings ends or whatever, where you wake up and it's dark outside and you're like, what? and it's like five. And you're like, what, what happened here? <laughs> but I do love a nap. Oh, I love a nap so much. I took a nap last week after work uh-huh. and I went so deep into sleep. I woke up, I looked at the clock and it said seven fifteen, and I thought seven fifteen, I got to get up and get ready for work. No, it was seven fifteen in the evening. <laughs> I completely got my time screwed up. Yeah. I've been known lately to in the middle of the day. Now that the kids are back at actual school, 
well, every time after I eat lunch, I'm just a little sleepy. <laughs> I, need, I need to lay down. And my bed is right next to my computer. So I'm like, I'm just going to take a nap. And I do find if I limit myself to like a 30 minute nap, it's actually like, it feels good. I want a nap for two hours, but a 30 minute nap is probably like really what the doctor ordered. Um, to yeah. speak to your, your lunch nap, I, I have a friend who, well, I, I have an acquaintance who was uh, in Spain in March. And she got stuck there, and she just still hasn't come back. She just oh wow, she can work remotely, and she was there, and so she just decided to ride it out, and so she's still in Spain, and uh, it was her birthday recently, so I, I shot her a message to see how she's doing. We hadn't talked in a while, and uh, we just you know I asked her if she was just staying there or what, and she said she's been thinking about permanently relocating. And she writes, Europe is much more my speed, and I can get behind any country with a culturally mandated two-hour midday nap work break. <laughs> it's fantastic. A siesta is what everybody wants. Who doesn't want a nap in the middle of the day? The only thing that they do that's so, like, bananas to me. And, and I do they do this in Portugal? They eat so late. Like, that yep. dinner is, like, mm-hmm. at 10. Mm-hmm. It's and, and it's sort of fun when you're there because you're like, ooh, I'm so continental. I'm going to, you know, it's late. I'm going to eat. But it feels so weird. It's just like it's such a weird time to eat, but I don't know. Europeans, man. Um, okay, moving on. I love history. That um, I I was a political science major in college, and I often think I probably should have been a history major because I mean I love politics, and actually, put all those great history my... jobs out there. You're missing uh, out. Well, there's so many pol- good political science jobs. I mean, did I go to law school? I did not. Um, but I I. If, you know, if you're just doing a liberal arts education to, I don't know, you know, round yourself out or whatever. I love history. I'm really way more, um, like, theory always got me. Like, I I think of myself, I saw this tweet one time that says, I just realized I'm not a dumb, smart person. I'm a smart, dumb person. And I'm definitely a smart, <laughs> dumb person. Like, my brain doesn't go as deep as, like, theory. It was always really hard for me. But I can memorize facts really easily. So history was just always, like, more my speed. Not that there's not theory involved in it. But uh, it's a little bit more just, you know, a little bit rote memorization and understanding. But um, No, it's just a different branch of things. Yes. With mathematics, there's a theoretical mathematics and applied mathematics. Yes. It's just two yes. different brain types and skill sets so you're into applied history i am i am exactly but no i do i love i love it and i i like the reevaluation that's going on it's so interesting to me to think about the things that i learned growing up well one we had two years of texas history because that's completely necessary um and like just thinking about how (laughs) they talked about the you know Texas independence and the revol- you know all that kind of stuff and just basically how the Mexicans wanted to like colonize the white <laughs> the white side <laughs> it just is so because you kind of just go on thinking that like okay that's just what I believed and now you're like wait a second wait a second none of that is right and you realize history is just written by the winners or you know the daughters of the confederacy or whatever um but how old were you when you did Texas did history? those yeah. Uh, I think the first one was in third grade, and the second one I know was in seventh grade. Okay. I wonder, because I ain't, I ain't never taken no Minnesota history, <laughs> well, but really? I'm just wondering if it was because I was out of the country for the parts of my education where they were teaching it, maybe. Mm. Maybe. I don't know. Bobby, did you take New York history? Christine? Oh, yeah. We get a lot of New York history. Of course, yeah. 
you know, Rochester likes to boast because we had Susan B. Anthony and Frederick mm. Douglass and all that. So it was it was New York State, upstate New York history, but it was very national lensed. And then Erie Canal stuff because oh, that's right, a big deal right, for us. So right. yeah. Right. Christy, did you have? Where were you when you were in seventh grade? Um, yeah, so I was in Washington. We had that. It's a uh, mostly Native American. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, surprisingly, we did learn like I, you know, we would have to memorize the maps. I'm sure it was completely simplified, but we had to memorize the maps of where all the tribes were in Texas. Mm. So I, I do remember us learning it, but it was you know very cutesy, like whatever. You know, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't about like the Trail of Tears or anything like that. It was just basically like this is where the Comanches were acquiring land with a great profit upside is actually relevant in your profession now. So that yes. actually kind of makes yes. sense. Yes, it is. <laughs> You notice that commercial real estate is not on my list of th- favorite things. Um, going on from history, one of my greatest things that we all know is I love memorizing things. It is one of my talents in life is that I can memorize things. If I focus for a little bit, that is uh, my little party trick, and I really love doing it. I, I need to find a new subject, though. Much like I need to find a new movie, I need to find a new subject of memorization. Maybe I'll do like vice presidents. There are so many, though. There's so many, and their names are mostly unfamiliar to us. You know, they're you just like don't really hear about them that much. But I mean, like there's like 45 vice presidents, right? Thereabouts. Well, but there's more because it was like people would get to, like taken off the, um, you know, like uh, Roosevelt had a bunch of different ones. Nixon had a bunch of different ones. And I think back in the day they had a different, I know I need to look into it. Cause maybe that would be like my ultimate party trick. <laughs> like, do you know who John Dallas is or whatever? <laughs> and pairing them with the right person. Hmm. I think about that. You know, I am a mom with a full-time job and also a podcast and a wife. Like, why am I devoting my time to this? I don't know. We'll see. It's an but... interesting priority order you just put out there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, okay. This is another one that everybody knows about Hamilton and Broadway in general. I do love Broadway and I miss it. And I'm sad for everybody that's, you know, cause it's going to be, it's going to be a long time until yep. that's back running. Um, this one is Dave made me put it on. He's not wrong. It's very specific. I love this is specific. This is how it has to go. Standing up, eating grocery store cake with a fork not like on, not slicing it i want it like out of the little like platter thing and i want to just eat at it that's all i want to do that's number one and i'm gonna do that when i get to dallas um <laughs> i also i love working out and it's not something that i do like for like weight loss i mean i guess it is sort of but i've realized that it, I am in a bad mood if I don't get like a walk-in or some sort of workout. It's not like I'm going crazy or anything. It just is something that is really good for me to not think about something. And that's a way for me to not think about stuff is to like sweat or like get my heart rate up where I like have to shove everything else out of my brain and it gives me good ideas. So that is, I, I just really like it. I don't like it when I'm doing it really. I, I, I'm cursing it as I'm doing it, but before and after I'm usually pretty happy. Um, one thing about being at home is that, uh, when I was working at the office and the before times I went for a walk almost every day. Yeah. 
Uh, and I had temperature thresholds. If it was below 14 degrees or above 95, it wouldn't go out. But other than that, I took a walk every day. And and it was just because I was so desperate to get away from my desk. Yes. And yeah. now that I'm here where I like being here and I can, you know, go to a different part of the house, my walks have definitely fallen off because it's fucking cold out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to. Yeah. I'm not desperate enough to get out yeah. to do the walk. I know. That's it's going to I really got through the summer. I mean, I have a tan line to prove it uh, in the heat, but I would go out early I do. I'm kind of a baby about the cold, and obviously it doesn't get that cold here, but it's going to be in the 40s on my birthday, so I'm like, am I going to walk in that? Do I have the layers to walk in that? I don't know. The layers. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Shut up. I'm a baby. Um, Okay, here, I'm going to run through these next three that are really quick. Podcasts, obviously. I love them. I was an early adopter, and... That's how I found all of you guys, because I started listening to freaking TBTL back in the day. And, you know, here I am, low these many years later. Um, obviously, another one, Candy Crush. I really do. I just love it so much. It is what I do, much like working out, is what I do when I don't want to do anything else. I don't want to think about anything else. I just want to think about popping the jelly bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Next, this is a um, geographically centric one. I love H-E-B. I love it with all my heart. I I go there like eight times a week. I mean, not really, but I really do go there a lot. I know a lot of people that work there now. I always see a neighbor there, <laughs> and it makes me very happy. And my new favorite mask is an H-E-B mask. Um, this is how you can tell. I've really resisted getting another dog. Like, I, I just, like, I love dogs, but I, I didn't want to have the responsibility. I just was kind of like have responsibility with my kids. Like I, I don't need it anymore, but I, I love my favorite kind of dog and I've seen a few. I have to like a dog's face. Like I am very judgmental on a dog's face. I love a dumb dog with a big blocky head. Like that is my ideal dog. Like my <laughs> sister's dog, her dog, um, Albert is the dumbest dog, but he's so cute. And he just has this big dumb head and I want him to be my best friend. So I'm kind of in the market a little bit. I'm, I'm, I'm dating some dogs right now, so we'll see how that turns out. <laughs> I like it. Um, I know. Um, Bobby's been in this one. Minivans. I love a minivan. I never thought I would say this. I love my car so much. I drive it like it's my Corolla. I drive it like it's a little sedan. But you love I, a minivan, but you hate a minivan. <laughs> I know. I love all the space. Honestly, most of the time I'm driving it by myself, which is kind of like terrible for the environment. But I, I just adore my van. I, and I went in my friend's van. I went in her Honda Odyssey, and it was lovely as well. So, And uh, this is exciting. My van is now paid off. So Ooh. I did immediately tell Dave, oh, that's so exciting. Can we start looking at another one? And he was like, no, like, let's just like live with this one. I'm fine with it, actually. Honestly, all I really need is like I want a backup screen and I want like a Bluetooth that I can connect my phone to. And then I'm happy. I don't need any of the other bells and whistles. I don't really understand it when you have the push button thing. It's like makes me nervous, you know, where you like don't put the key in the ignition. I hate it. I I'm hate like, it so much. I don't know what to do. Or the ones where you just push the Dave has a Ford like fusion or whatever you just push buttons for the gear like just push oh. reverse and I'm like I don't understand how this works I don't like that I don't either um okay these two kind of go together I love being on time and set like it is a it is a something that like is a controlling factor for me I hate 
And going with this, I like that I, and I like when other people have a good sense of direction. The two things I hate most in life are being late and being lost. I hate mm-hmm. that feeling. It makes me crazy. And I really hate when people are late. Now, I will say, it, maybe since having kids or whatever, I've definitely been later more often and it makes me like it puts me into full panic mode like I'm kind of because I I just think that when people are late consistently and they're like I'm just not an on-time person or whatever I'm just like no but you're disrespecting my time and you think your time is more important than my time and that is very frustrating to me so I I love when somebody's on time. If somebody who's on time it shows me that they like respect me and it's not like an automatic hate I just I don't understand when people don't understand how to manage their time. Makes me crazy. Um, these two, I'm just pairing as one because they are completely ridiculous. These are the most ridiculous things about me. I love going to the dentist and I love giving blood. <laughs> oh, because they compliment me both times. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the only reason why. Every time I get blood, they're like, ooh, that's a good vein. It's going fast. And I was like, I know. Because <laughs> like, I have literally anything to do no with control, it. Right? No yeah. control, right? No control over it. And going to the dentist I love because, you know, I I have good hygiene. But probably when I was a little kid, I was not. I mean, my parents were like, whatever, figure it out. I mean, I had to brush my teeth, but they weren't like on top of me for it. But, you Mm -hmm. know, with with teeth, it's honestly, I think it's like 85 percent genes. You know, it's so much. For sure. You know, and I and I just I've had one cavity my whole life when I was in seventh grade. And it was sort of a random little, you know, oh, let's fill that. But um but it's it's something that I have not earned, but love regardless. It makes <laughs> me very happy. Um, okay. i not sure if I talked about this on the show, but one time a couple weeks ago, I got a little bit high. Sorry, Dad. And you? I, I know. It's weird. <laughs> um, I'm not a big stoner, Dad. Don't think that. But I was telling Dave that I had this realization that I am not a good party thrower, but I am a good party goer, and I love being a good party guest. Invite me to any one of your parties, and I will like I'll entertain and I'll talk to everybody. So that is one of my favorite things. I love going to parties. Another thing that I miss during freaking COVID times, I love going to parties. Um, but don't come to my house because I don't really want other people in my house. <laughs> Um, I've been there. It's a good house. It's Take fine. Take a word for it. Yeah, it's fine. Don't come. <laughs> um, okay. We're narrowing down. We're down to the top four or whatever, the last four. I love Mexican food. I love Mexican food. I think of myself as like a pretty healthy eater, but you get me in front of chips and salsa or chips and like any, you know, queso or guacamole or whatever. It's like, get out of my way. You know, that, that Chris Farley skit where he's like I thought you were on a diet and he's like get out of my way I'm starving that is me because I can't stop myself like I it's like one after another after another and I um one time went on a date with a guy in San Francisco and like he was nice enough or whatever and we went to go get Mexican food and we got chips and guacamole and I was eating it and he was like whoa slow down (laughs) I'm like goodbye I just made out with you you're never making out with me again this is done what if it was secretly Dave and I was like he's so mean to me he keeps telling me to stop eating chips and salsa but no I I I love it and I can't control myself around it um it is my weakness but I will always give in um Surprise, surprise. I love wine. I've been trying to drink a little bit less of it lately, but I really do like it. I had two glasses last night with Christine, the aforementioned chicken and a biscuit horny lady. And um, I 
just love it. The only problem is lately, and I, maybe this is due to me about to turn 42, even if I drink just two glasses of wine and I drink a whole bunch of water and have a, like Advil, I feel like utter garbage the next day. So I've been kind of trying to pump the brakes a little bit, but I still love it so much. And I love an afternoon wine. Hmm. It's just before or after the nap. <laughs> Uh, no, the nap usually is like the wine pushes me into nap time. Sure. I'm like, mm, nap sure. time. Um, <laughs> I love, again, this is well covered territory on the show. I love Taylor Swift. I used to be a hater. I really did. I was like, she's so stupid. I hate her stupid curls. I hate everything about her. I have fallen into. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> I really did. I like hated her. I was like, Ugh, her songs are stupid. I hate her. I hate her. And now I like unabashedly love her. I am in a Who Weekly Taylor Swift subgroup now. And it's great. We post Taylor memes. Um, I posted John Favreau's wife. You know, John Favreau, not not the director or actor, but, you know, Crooked Media, John Favreau. His wife, Emily Favreau, who I follow on Instagram, she also loves Taylor Swift, and she posted a clip of John Favreau playing, um, oh, which song was it? I can't remember which song it was, but, like, playing on piano, one of Taylor's songs, and it was really good and really made me have a crush on him. So, Taylor Swift and all pop music. I mean, again, like I said, I'm really not up to date. I try to listen to new stuff, and I'm like, that's okay. I just, I feel like I'm... So out, that's where I show my age. So I'll just go to Taylor Swift or like Carly Rae Jepsen. I'm like, this is good for me. I can just kind of keep in this and whatever uh, Spotify might suggest. And finally, my final 27th, I love my friends. I said this before. I keep friends. And if I make friends with you, unless you like, you know, murder my spouse, I, uh, I will always be friends with people. There are not a lot of people. In my- <laughs> Dave, watch your back. Um, but there are not a lot of people that I like drop over, you know, Missy, who is oft mentioned, she's been on the show. We've been friends since we were in preschool. Katie, who just visited me down here. We've been friends since second grade. Um, and on and on and on. And I just like, I keep my stable and I, I love it. It makes my life fuller and lovelier. And that includes all of you guys and all the listeners. So, <sighs> That's it. That's my 27. I like being kept in the stable because I'm a person who might drift away, left my own devices. I'm like, Anne, no. Here's a carrot. Stay here. I'm going to brush your hair. You got to stay. Hillary, that was a great list, but I think you forgot one. What? You love your birthday. I do love my birthday. Well, that's just <laughs> underlying it all. I do that's love true. My birthday. I do. I love my birthday. Remember and- that item item number one on this list was attention. <laughs> right. Oh, true. 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 <laughs> oh yes, I do love my birthday. Uh, you know, it's so funny because it's like I do. I do love it, and it's somewhat of a character role for me that like I I love it. Um, and it, my mom was always really good about celebrating my birthday. And she never, she never combined it with Halloween. There was, I never had mm-hmm. a, ca- a Halloween themed birthday party. It was very separate things. And actually, I never liked Halloween because it meant my birthday was over. I was always like, Ugh. <laughs> and I'm not good at drawing. Like, I'm not creative in that way to dress up in costumes. So I just was like, whatever. But, um, but I've just always loved it. I don't know. It's the day of me. I don't know if it's because I was the fifth kid and it was like the day I got attention. Though I got attention regardless. I don't know. I'm an asshole and I like attention and I like my birthday. 
Um, I have a question because you're going to Dallas to be with your parents. Yes. Is there any chance your dad will carry you to breakfast? <laughs> Likely on your no. Birthday? <laughs> Likely no, because he's in his seventies. But I'm gonna try to try. I'm gonna try. But um, the problem is, in the way my parents' house is, is the bedroom I sleep in is upstairs, and he would have to <laughs> we'd have to carry me downstairs. <laughs> Maybe I'll walk down. Maybe I'll just make him carry me to like where the like library book part is at like, the top of the stairs and and then I'll let him drop me. I'm not a light person though, so I'm not gonna let him I'm not gonna make him do it. This poor guy I mean, how, he's... how much does he love you? I know. Yeah, Prove I it. Know. If he loved you, he would do <laughs> Prove it. it, Dad. He's ordering one of those support waist things you see guys in warehouses wearing exactly <laughs> the, the, the belts back brace that has the crossed straps yes. or or one of those um electric things that go down the stairs like the chair oh yeah <laughs> he installs it just for my birthday i know he's like sit sit on my lap oh god <laughs> i'm glad it's late in the episode because it took me years to shake those acorn stair lift people <laughs> but i don't want them They're finding listening. Me. Moved. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I think what remains in this segment is for us to say what oh our gosh. favorite things about Hillary oh, are. Yes, please, please. Oh, no, you don't um, have to. You don't have to. It's okay. Uh, I, I, I think we need to. I did not do my homework. Hmm. Well, I, I have a couple oh. that I'll contribute. And the number one thing that I like about Hillary was the number one thing that she put on her list was that she likes attention and she's not afraid to ask for it because I think this is fabulous, (laughs) a great quality because as I've said before, I'm secretly a Hillary (laughs) underneath it all. I just come from a Midwestern (laughs) Scandinavian Lutheran family in which I am the oldest child and it is extremely inappropriate to ask for any kind of attention in that sort of family. And while I yearn to be celebrated and have the spotlight, I can never bring myself to do it. And so I think that's awesome. And it absolutely tickles myself (laughs) when, um, when you are so open about it. Like, yeah, I want attention. Pay attention to me. we can say that, really, yes. like out loud. Yes. We can do that. Yes. Yep. And the and uh, the other thing that I thought of that I really love about Hillary is that she is a member of the Going for It Club. She just goes for it. Yeah. She wants to make out with a boy, and she's got her rollerblades on. She's gonna go up the stairs in those rollerblades and get that making out. Clump, 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 clump. Yep. <laughs> if she wants a fanny pack. By God, she's going to get a fanny pack. She's going to wear the hell out of that fanny pack. It just goes for the things that she wants and doesn't worry about what anybody else thinks. Maybe you do underneath. I don't know. But you're like, yeah, this is what I want and this is what I'm going to do. I love it. Thank you. I do worry, but then I'm also, then I don't care. Mm-hmm. Mostly because I think it's kind of how we, we used to talk about with Luke, where I'm like, people are thinking way more about themselves than they are about you. And mm-hmm. that as the older I get, the more I uh, realize, you know, that nobody's re- I mean, people might be like, whoa, that's a crazy outfit. That's like when I wear my leopard pants and a pink crop top and my um, fanny pack to the grocery store. I'm sure people are like, boo, like, that's a crazy lady. But they're also thinking like, I need lettuce or you know right crackers <laughs> they're not really thinking about me much beyond that so eh, you know what got one life to live might as well enjoy it okay i'll go um my favorite thing about hillary is um 
one that you mentioned, how loyal of a friend you are. And it's just crazy to me, I think, probably because I moved a lot as a kid, that I don't have any friends from, like, elementary school or anything. And I always get so jealous of that and your big family. Those are two things that I always really wanted. (laughs) Um, And also another thing is how tuned into pop culture you are, because I can say, Okay, what's going on with Tubin? And you're like, okay, All right. I will tell you. Get out of my way. I have complicated feelings about this. Yes. Here's my feelings. Here's a podcast. Here's everything you need to know. And I'm like, I'm in. Okay, so those are my two favorites. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Bobby, come on. I'm kidding. You don't have to say anything. <laughs> Bobby drops off. Excuse me. Tech issues. Going through a tunnel. I mean, uh, Meredith's the one who boycotted this issue, this oh, episode. Fine. She's like, I'm out. Please. Yeah, Meredith hates you. Um, <laughs> she told me. Mike Clear. quit the entire show knowing this was coming. Uh, uh, no, Hillary, mine is easy, actually. I appreciate your diversity of interests and conversational skills. And yes, I say that. That's a great one. Because. Mm-hmm. We end up in the weirdest random conversations. I am in multiple chats with you with a wide variety of other people. And we'll go yard on on sports or politics or culture or or um, dad jokes or that's what she said jokes, basically. And like just just the the broad sense of that, that that you can be very serious and have, uh, uh, you know, detailed, thoughtful new nuanced opinions on things and then also roll with a roll with a stupid joke or like us texting with a very high mic about something or you know whatever Mail bangs yeah, exactly <laughs> <laughs> so uh that, I, I i know that there's basically no topic i can't come to you with and you won't have something and that that kind of gets closer to christy's point too you know you're always well vetted in whatever comes up i am it's a, so a large part of my brain but thank you i appreciate it guys and i appreciate them being y'all be- playing along with me forcing y'all to say good things about me and it's uh very sweet to have friends that will put up with your bullshit so. i think we were pretty excited to have a show we didn't have to produce i know so. i know right yeah. <laughs> you're like sold i mean when you brought it up you were like we could do a show about me <laughs> and i was like i do not hate that idea at all hey, it's a tough tough to follow up crackers but I- Truly, truly, it is. I'm not even kidding. Crackers were fantastic. Yeah. Well, thanks, you guys. Um, thanks for letting me talk about myself for like an hour. And I love you guys. And thanks for making my dreams come true to host a podcast. But seriously, I do love it. So thank you. All right. The best part of this, listeners, question of the week. It's Hillary's birthday this Tuesday, October 27th. What's your favorite thing about Hillary? Let us know. <laughs> oh, I'm such an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but thank you. Please, please, please. But no, but please, please. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, well, let's go in and do a little tea she recommends, shall we? We shall. Yes. I got a message this week. Our senior executive guest producer, Andrea Ballard, messaged me and she was like, hey, our tea she recommends only for people who are actually on tea she or can I recommend some stuff absolutely. that I was like, absolutely. Send me what you want to recommend. And so Andrea is, here's what she says. My Netflix show is Sensate. And for people 
uh, who don't know, it's S-E-N-S-E and then the number eight, Sensate. I love it so much, I can't even tell you. It's described as an emotional sci-fi, but it doesn't involve aliens or outer space or any of that nonsense. It takes place all over the world, and the actors and scenery in it are drop-dead gorgeous. Bonus, it definitely falls into Hillary's horny corner Uh. on many episodes, if you know what I mean. Wink, wink. (laughs) Isn't that the Wachowski Wachowski sisters, I guess, now? Um, Yes, I think so. I think so. Yeah, I think that they... They did. I've heard some good things. I think Dave watched it for a little bit. I think maybe he was like, whoa, this is kind of like out there. But I think he liked it. Yeah, I think the people that got into it really got totally. into it. It seems it seems like something you if you like it, you really like it. Yeah. So I haven't checked it out, but maybe I should. Yep. 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 Um, okay. I'm going to go first, I guess. Um, there's an episode. So there's a podcast. This is not, you know, our podcast show, but there's a podcast called You're Wrong About. Um, and they're really in the midst of a Princess Diana series, which, of course, I'm like eating up, even though I know a lot of this stuff already, but it's fantastic. So basically what You're Wrong About does is like things that you just assume you know, and then you they kind of fill in the details. It's it's interesting. Sometimes the... the um, as with everything, the the hosts are a little bit younger than I am. And so sometimes they'll be like, I didn't know that when they covered the OJ trial. And I'm like, oh, you're so young. You know, just they were just too young to remember things. <laughs> but um, they had sort of a off. Uh, it, it was the guy of the two hosts have has a side project. And they did an episode about uh, the presidential physical fitness test, which I feel like has been coming up a lot lately. I feel like I have latent trauma over the presidential physical fitness test. And anyway, so they kind of did a deep dive of how it started. Of course, it was like some Cold War bullshit thing um, and how there were really no metrics. They weren't really like keeping tabs or anything. It was very arbitrary and, you know, did a lot to, I always think about how it really probably made me hate running early on because they were like, it's not like we were training to run. And then they were like, and then we ran a mile. It was like, we're playing dodgeball or something. And they're like, okay, now go run a mile. And I'm like, I don't know how to run a mile, you know, and I'd always get a stitch in my side. Mm -hmm. So I, and I, to this day, I mean, I, I just said, I liked working out. I fucking hate running. I hate running. I, my, I just have never been good at it. I've never been trained at it. Also, I remember the calipers, them, you know, Mm. pinching the back of your, my like fatty arm Mm -hmm. and like my thigh or whatever. And then they would at at some points and some of it varied. We didn't have a rope climb because we just didn't have it in our, um, in our gym. But I remember getting weighed in front of everybody. And, you know, when you're in fifth grade, the, I mean, every time, but really in fifth grade, there are girls that have not, you know, grown yet. They they weigh 65 pounds or whatever. And then you have some that have, uh, you know, hit a womanly. Uh, <laughs> Women's size experience. <laughs> Puberty. Yes. Yeah. And they like, I don't think they announced it, but people are all huddled around there. And right. it was traumatizing. Um, I rem- And then they were talking about the one thing I remember so well that I didn't know was so universal. It would be like, there would be a box, like a hollow box. Yep. Boss. And they, reach. Yeah. And they would glue or tape a um, ruler to it and you would try to see how flexible you were. And I could do that one. Like I could get yeah. that. Like I could do that. That's the only um, one I passed. Well. <laughs> I know. Yep. That's the only one that I could be sure I wasn't going to completely embarrass yes, myself on. Yes. Exactly. I could do sit-ups. Okay. But I would, they weren't like good. Like I was just like oh, yeah, lurching my body. Like yeah. off. 
like did they do was like the shuttle yeah yeah i can run touch the curb run yeah to the other curb pick a race pick up erasers Erasers. yes yeah i was okay at that because i can do the like when i briefly ran track in like fourth grade the one thing that i was good at was the 200 because i'm not a good sprinter i'm not a good 100 but i was good at kind of starting off slow and then like picking it up so I, I I didn't mind that as much but yeah but anyway it's all bullshit and now it really doesn't happen as much anymore though I'm sure they have some replacements so it was a really interesting episode just about like the history of it and I seem to remember when in the 80s Arnold Schwarzenegger was somehow involved in it so that made it mm-hmm. you're like I want to get this award and I never got it like I never got mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. I think it's safe to say that all four of us probably have some emotional trauma from the presidential physical fitness test. Uh, that's fair. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, I was always such a slow runner that I don't know what, however long they gave you to run the mile, 12 minutes or 15 minutes or something. I was always petrified that I wasn't going to make it yeah. within the time limit. You know, one of the last like three people laboring around the tennis courts or whatever. Yeah. It's just terrible. Ugh. It's just humiliating it in, in ways that kids shouldn't have to experience. No, they their their kind of thesis of it was that it probably did more damage than it ever did good. Yeah. It's legal bullying is yeah. what it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I suggest that. It's a really good episode. Checking yeah. it out. Um, mine is the Netflix movie um, Trial of the Chicago 7. I want to see it. I have to wait so for a day good. to get home, but I really want to see it. I I have not um, cried, flipped off, and cheered in a movie out loud in so long, but I did that. And, and I'm also not one that watches movies over and over and over again, but I instantly wanted to rewatch it. Ugh, I'm it so excited. So you, good. You know I have a softness for, uh, for Sorkin, so I'm, I'm in. I, I'm yeah. there. Um, yeah, I told Dave that I, w- I would wait for him to watch it, but I'm excited. What a transition to your recommendation. I know. I know. I added that because then I saw uh, Christie's. So yesterday, <laughs> um, I watched, I don't know, I watched something and then I was like, like, don't leave me to my own devices at home because I'm like, I'm going to watch. Usually when I'm working, I'm listening to podcasts because I like, you know, I, I'm good at listening and, and also working. But watching TV is a little bit harder for me because obviously it's so visual and it's hard for me to focus on that. But yesterday, you know, it's Friday. Take it and relax a little bit. And I turned on the West Wing and immediately went to two cathedrals, which is just it's corny as hell. As Sorkin can be, but it is like the antidote I need to all the bullshit that's going on. You're just like, it's so good. It's such a good episode of television. And when he sticks his hand in his pocket and smi- looks away and smiles. I mean, I cry like every single time. Every time I cry. You're and saying it's corny like you don't pace around yelling at God in Latin? <laughs> I know. No. Wall of so- thunderstorm. <laughs> yes, it's a ravaging Washington, D.C. And then like when he's spe- – it's so corny because when they like are focusing on him and he hasn't said anything, he's just smiling. So you know he is going to run – sorry, spoiler alert. He runs for a second term. The American- spoiler alert. There are going to be four more seasons. Yeah. It came out in 2001. Um, there is a flag waving in the background. Like, like it's like stormy and this huge American flag. And you're like, oh my gosh, you guys are such nerds. But man, it's so good. This is when but it works. It works. It works. Mm-hmm. And then, well, what's a bummer about it is that's the first, that's the season finale of season two. And then 
they pick up immediately. You know, it's Netflix, so it just rolls to the third season. But the third season, the first episode is the stupid 9-11 one, because 9-11 mm-hmm. happened, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah. mm, skip, bye. I want to go. Let's just pretend like that never happened. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, we'll sorkin' in ya. <laughs> <laughs> We're always up for a sorkin' discussion on this I podcast. Know. <laughs> I know. Uh, I have the shameless Amazon plug of the week this week. Uh, so the weather in Minnesota has turned, viciously turned on us. Uh, we're no longer in the between times. We are heading for winter. And over the last week to 10 days, my feet have been so cold, you guys. Like at the end of every work day, I get out and I have to like go sit in the bathtub because my toes are a little like dead white grubs on the end of my feet mm-hmm. and I have to get the blood back flowing and I decided I cannot go a winter of working at home in this house and have this continue so I bought the Dunco king size heating pad electric foot warmer with four temperature settings and fast heating technology it's like an electric blanket but it's just folded over into a little pouch that you put your feet in and you turn it on, and then it will keep my feet warm. It came yesterday, so I haven't tried it yet. Ooh. So we'll have to see. There are a lot of foot warmers uh, available on Amazon. So if that one doesn't uh, tickle your fancy, you could try any of the others. But I can't deal with this anymore. I got to do something about it. Having cold feet is just the worst feeling. Ugh. It's terrible. It and when you're someone like me with the low metabolism, you know, whose body is just super, super efficient yes. at using fuel. <laughs> it's, it's like, we got gotcha. you. <laughs> it's all guys, you guys who run hotter, mm-hmm. for sure. You're just, you, go, you have heat radiating off of you. And that's not how it works for us low metabolism ladies <laughs> i'm cold and so <laughs> i'm fucking cold especially in the extremities when i first visited dave's parents when we were living in los angeles um it was february and i don't i w- yeah i was living in la i barely had a coat i think i had like a cute coat like just a little you know it was like lined with silk like on the a decorative end. Coat. yeah <laughs> yes it was 100% a decorative coat the shoes i brought were like flats like you know, they were closed-toed, but they were like, you know, flat shoes, just like ballerina slipper type shoes. And I remember going to the USS Constitution. Dave really wanted to show it to me. And I was like, I can't, I, like, I can't do this anymore. I can't do this. Like, I, my feet are feel like they're going to break off right now. Like, I can't do this. And he was like, are you sure? I feel like he steered you wrong. Oh, absolutely. He absolutely, he did not prepare He's me He's to for blame it. for this. Yes, absolutely. Don't blame yourself. <laughs> I know. I, I won't. <laughs> I never do. No, okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, all right. Do you need to keep Bobby? some house, Bobby? Oh, I suppose we could do that. Housekeeping time. Buy some stuff from us. You can find our merch at theshowhaseverything.com. Click the shop button. You can also rate and review us in your podcatcher of choice. And one of these days, we're going to run those down. And as always, remember that you can take any of our Amazon Shameless Plug of the Week items from our uh, show page or from the description in your podcatcher. Take that link. So anything you're going to go buy from Bezos, start there and then search for whatever you want. And we get a few pennies on the back end. Uh, The Amazon button on my browser bookmark bar is still 
pens from a few weeks ago. I click there and then I go from there. And sooner or later we'll do another Amazon show. So go buy yeah. your weird, quirky, dirty things Please. and we'll we'll talk about it soon enough. Anonymously. Absolutely. I mean, we spent 10 minutes talking about mesh golfing gloves today. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot to talk about with those. Yeah. Um, okay, get involved. The website is thisshowhaseverything.com. You can use throwyourphone.com to throw or, you know, hug your phone, as Carol did. Thank you. Uh, join the Facebook group. It's super fun. We're still talking about crackers. Um, I get delighted whenever anybody has opinions about things. It makes me laugh, and I love all the participation. The show Twitter is at Show. You can email us at tshe at 10710.com. Send us a voice memo, and I love those voice memos. They make me very happy. Thank you. Um, fax Bobby your butt at 617-354-8513. Um, thanks for joining us, y'all. And I think that was just about everything about me. So <laughs> I don't know what else I'm going to talk about. I'm off the show. <laughs> Bye, guys.
they knew. 